Today on the Business Builders Podcast, we're talking about the importance of storytelling in business. Ron talks about how stories can help us cut through the sea of clutter that is the marketing and advertising communications we receive every week, and I share about the roles that our clients play in the stories that we tell. Well, welcome to the Business Builders Podcast, where each fortnight we bring insights that will help you succeed in business. We're your hosts, I'm Brenton Gowland. And I'm Ron Tomlian. Now, Brenton, I believe you've had an unexpectedly good experience this week with a government department. I want to hear about that. (laughs) Yes, that is true, actually. We received an inquiry from an organisation in Malaysia about a product that we make here at Nucleus called Ideas Bank, which is an innovation management tool that enables organisations to collaborate on ideas with their staff, solve problems and work on business growth. So in responding to them, I wanted to make sure that we were relevant and that the information we sent them was right for the Malaysian market, as you would expect. So I asked people in Adelaide who I knew had done business in Malaysia before, and they put me onto an Austrade rep in Malaysia. And I've got to say, I could not be happier with the way this person helped us. They made sure that everything we did was relevant to that market and that it aligned with what they were going to expect. And that person even offered to attend relevant meetings with us. He could not have been any more helpful. So for those of you who are listening in other countries, Austrade is an organisation in Australia that helps us do business with international countries. And to those of you who are doing business in Australia, I'd really highly recommend based on my experience that if you're doing business in other countries, if you're not already dealing with Austraders, maybe give them a go, find out who they've got on the ground in those countries and see how they can help you. It's nice to hear, you know, there's so many bad stories floating out there about how government departments don't help and how they hinder. And it's nice to hear that there seems to be some tendency towards actually adding value now. Hmm. Um, Let's hope it continues. Yeah, totally. And so far, I'm really, really impressed. Now, in our last podcast, we spoke a little bit about some art that you bought from an Indigenous artist, yes? Yes. And I mentioned the fact that we'd used an Indigenous artist in a Welcome to Country project that we'd done recently, and that I would find out who that person was so we could give them a shout out. Fantastic. So I have found his name. He is Shane Mankicha Cook, or Shane Cook for short. He's a local Ghana artist here in Adelaide and does some fantastic work. So if you love art and you want to see some great examples of Ghana art, then look up Shane Mankicha Cook to have a look at some of his art and see where you can see it displayed. I will look that up. Yeah, that's great because I know that you love art. Mm. Now, Ron, before we get into our topic for today, we need to mention our sponsors. Yes, and uh, I'm going to mention Nucleus. Uh, a business that helps other businesses grow and achieve their goals by working with them to craft and communicate compelling brand stories, I should say, and connect with their audience, staff, and customers. And a bit of a spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about building brands and telling stories today. Yes, we are. Now, Nucleus do this by delivering uh, strategic communication services that include the whole gamut of all the techniques that uh, are out there. So if you need help selling your products and services, building your brand, educating your market, inspiring community change, or anything like that, um, telling your brand story, which is something I think is incredibly important, please visit our sponsor, Nucleus, at www.nucleus.com.au to see how they can help. Oh, Ron, you make it sound so good. I think we're just going to have to employ ourselves. I could tell your brand story. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. Now, of course, our other sponsor is SA Business Builders. So we are part of the SA Business Builders Network, which has inspired this podcast. Now, SA Business Builders are a social group that facilitate events, 
that encourage the development of high-quality relationships between skilled business professionals in order to inspire friendships, opportunities, initiatives, and business growth. So each month, SA Business Builders run a social event here in Adelaide where we get together about 50 or 60 people and sometimes a few more. And if you would like to attend, please reach out to either Ron or myself on LinkedIn or through any of the normal channels and we'll have a coffee with you and tell you more about the events. This is, of course, for people who are in South Australia. Now, if you're listening from abroad or interstate and you're coming to South Australia, we'll certainly meet with you and help you out. But we're sure there's heaps of great networking groups in your area. But if you're in South Australia, SA Business Builders is one you should have a look at. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a fantastic uh, development, I think, in the, the local business scene. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's come a long way since we started it. So the way SA Business Builders works is we have about 12 hosts, which Ron and I are both hosts in this group. And the hosts usually invite five or six people to each event. And then we grow organically from that. So it's been a really curated, excellent group of people to be a part of. Thus, you know, if you reach out to us, we'll have a coffee with you and we'll tell you about it and then we'll get you to come along. So our topic for today, as we indicated earlier, is really about the importance of storytelling in business. And look, I want to start with a question to you, Ron, because I know you've done a bit of research on this. And I guess as marketers, because I know you've got a background in marketing and so do I, marketers are essentially storytellers. But tell me, why are stories so important in business? Well, I think to a large extent, it comes down to clutter. Um, There are demands for attention of all of our different audiences all day, every day. And when I'm talking about audiences, I'm talking about customers, I'm talking about stakeholders, uh, employees, um, regulators, whoever we're trying to communicate with, there's a plethora of communication messages that they're getting Every day, you know, the, I've seen research that say the average um, Australian will see about three to 5,000 just marketing, advertising-related communications every week. I mean, that's a lot. And the, 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 the question for you, Brenton, is what were those 5,000 last week? Well, I don't know. I have this internal filter that just filters all of it out. Exactly. <laughs> So that's exactly why we're talking about stories today, because it's how you connect. But the question is, what do you actually listen to in amongst all that clutter? Yeah, and, and so the, the question for the communicator is, how do, I, how do I get my message across in this sea of other messages? So really, what, what are you trying to achieve when you're trying to get your communication out there? Well, oftentimes it's engagement. Mm. You're trying to connect with other people. You're trying to get them to listen to your message, and not only hear it, but internalize it. You're looking to build trust with a person or persons and credibility with them. Ultimately, you're looking to inspire action or behaviors. Now, that action could be changing an attitude. It could be doing something. There could be a range of things you're looking for them to do. It's not just about getting out the facts and data. Otherwise... Quite frankly, we'd, we'd all be a little bit like uh, machines. Yeah. The truth of the matter is you only get the opportunity to alter opinion, change attitudes, get people to do things if you connect with both their heads and their hearts, which means you need to engage their emotions. The way to do that most effectively, whether you're a leader, a business communicator, a business person, 
um, even if you're an employee talking up and talking to uh, uh, people above you. The most effective way is to tell a story because that's, that's right. how you engage people. If you think about history, yes, you know our, our histories or the the um, the way we um, we had some continuity um, in knowledge and in um, ethics and morals was to be able to tell stories. We didn't write things down traditionally. We told stories to each other. And if they were compelling and engaging enough, maybe they got altered a bit, but they would be passed on. And if you look at uh, indigenous communities uh, here and, and in other parts of the world, their entire history is told through stories. That's correct. Um, and that's because we relate to stories. It not only tells us uh, some facts about the world around us, but it engages our emotions. And so we remember them. And if you think about you know, the last couple of days, how do we talk to people um, in, in our everyday social life? We don't go out there and give them facts and figures about what we've done in a chronological order. We tell them stories. That's right. Tell me what, what you've done. We just did it before. You told me a story. And that's because it's a way to easily relate to other people. And we have to, I think we have to, as business people, understand that the best way to communicate with other people is through telling them a story. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And if you think about us as a people, we're just so wired to collect stories and to relate to stories. Go back to when you were a kid and your parents were putting you to bed and you were begging them to tell you a story. I, I know I did because stories would inspire me. They'd give me a reason to actually get excited about things. And, you know, I used to get excited about superheroes. I think I've mentioned that before. And they help you, stories help you change opinions and challenge the norm and they challenge you. And with me, the big thing about stories is they would fire my imagination and, and they still do. And when you think about, for example, entrepreneurs, one of the hallmarks of an entrepreneur is the fact that they can imagine something and bring it to life. And a big part of that is being able to tell the story about their dream or their initiative or their movement so that they can bring us on that journey and get us involved and you know, collect capital to get that idea rolling. Stories are so powerful. There's a saying you know, we can speak things into being because words are powerful. And if you look at this around a business kind of perspective, have you ever heard that term? People say, you know, what's your narrative? That's just really a fancy way of, of asking, what's your story? What's the story around this product or service? Or what's the story about you? Yeah. And I think the other thing too, is that when I, when I broach this subject with people along the way, they say, oh no, we don't tell stories. That's, um, that's um, you know, crafting uh, mistruths. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> that, that's politics, yeah, that's, Ron. All right. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> but the point is, we already do that in business. If you think about how do I get uh, this message across about what happened in a business as mm. an example, a case study. Yep. You know, we already tell stories, and a good case study takes people through a journey. You that's were talking right. about a journey just before, and if it, you know, if you want. If you look at the, the whole process of change, and there's plenty of research on this, people go through stages, mm. and a story helps them go through those stages mm -hmm. and get to the point that you're trying to make mm -hmm. um, so that they are more conducive or yep. more open to the ideas of change that you're suggesting. Yep. So storytelling actually follows not only our um, uh, the, the way we deal with change in life, it also deals with our physiology. You know, the, the, it, it, there's plenty of research, neuro research at the moment that talks about 
the limbic brain being connected to our guts. That's right. Yeah, and there's, again, plenty of research that shows that we make decisions on the basis of emotion. So we talk about gut feeling. On the basis of emotion, before we post-rationalize that with logic in the prefrontal cortex. Now, I'm not going to pretend I understand everything there is to know about neurobiology here, but I do know that if I look at myself and I'm honest with myself, I look at decisions that I've made on the basis of how does this make me feel before, you know, is this the right thing in a, in a rational sense? Mm, and stories can affect the way we think and feel. For instance, the way we think can physically affect us. So there's this psychologist that I know that tells a story about a case study where they got two groups of people into a theatre and put them through a stress test. The idea was to measure the effects of stress on the body. And they told the first group one story and the second group a different story. So the first story was basically, Hmm. you know, we're going to, um, you know, get you guys to do a whole heap of performances and rate you on your performance, et cetera, et cetera. So these people got on stage and they, they did their performances or, you know, whatever it was that they were going to present. And then the people who were the scientists were, they just ripped them to pieces no matter how good they were. They basically said you were rubbish and, and they really drove into these people uh, just in a vicious kind of way. And the point was they put them through all these similar kind of tests and it had a massive effect on uh, their vitals at the end of the day when they measured it. Their blood pressure was all up. Their heart rates were through the roof. They were stressed, etc. And very interestingly, their blood vessels, their blood veins were constricted. It was physically affecting their body. The second group of people, they told a different story. They said, we're going to put you through a stress test, but it's just a game. It's all fun. We're just measuring the effects of stress on the body. And we're just going to, we're going to really rip into you guys. And we just want to warn you ahead of time. So they put the second group through exactly the same scenarios, did all the same things to them. And the difference was palpable. The, okay, all the vitals at the end of the day were apparently through the roof, like their blood pressure was up, their heart rates were up, but it didn't constrict their veins. In other words, it didn't affect them physically because they knew the story was that this was just a test. Oh, yeah. So it just proves that stories can actually, and, and the way we perceive things can affect the way our body reacts. So when I hear stories like this, I keep these stories because they become handy, even in situations like this, and part of my arsenal of stories to share with people. Well, you, you just uh, highlighted one of the things that, that people in business and, uh, and to help their business should be doing is collecting stories. Yeah, collecting stories. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about how you can use that. But everything that, you know, the experiences we have are incredibly valuable because they, they give us the capacity to relate real-life events mm to a context where we're talking to somebody and trying to get a message or a point across. Yes. And if we can, you know, if leaders can draw upon that and relate those to the situation that you're in at the moment, I think you're going to talk about this later, uh, then it becomes an incredibly useful tool to get your message across. Yeah. So let's bring this back for the people who are listening. And of course, we're trying to bring insights to people about how they can improve in business this year or succeed in business. So how can stories help us in business? Well, I've got some points that I'd like to get across. I'd love to hear your points. Okay, so number one, um, we, we always do six, so I like that. <laughs> it's something that people can yeah, relate to. Yeah, don't bother to put it in the podcast title anymore because okay. it's always okay. six. Um, understand who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just you know, 101 of basic communication. 
and it's true for stories as it is for fact sheets. But understand who you're talking to. The message will change and contextualize according to who that is. And when I say understand who you're talking to, I'm talking about thinking from their perspective. Who is this person? What are they? What what um, need do they have at the moment? What are they looking for? And how can my story help get across the message that I'm trying to to that person? So it might be that you need to change that story, depending on the the person that you're talking. You you might need to um, meet some of their needs if they're a, a person who's looking for facts and figures. Incorporate that into the story, but still use the story as a mechanism for getting that information across. If they're a person who's looking to make a decision, help them make that decision by engaging with their emotions as well as the facts and figures. Yeah. If they're a person who's looking for uh, knowledge or uh, looking for insights, then understand that that needs to be more apparent in the story. You need you might need to drag that out of the story and make it more apparent mm. uh, rather than just leaving it at the at the um, as an implied. Mm. So think about number one. Think about who you're talking to and how to modify your story so that it meets their needs. Yeah, I like that. I like the modification bit. Second one, and it, it, again, it's marketing 101 or communication 101, is think about what's the purpose of telling this story. Why am I telling this story? Um, what's at the core of what I'm trying to get across? Um, am I trying to convince this person that their behavior is in some way um, um, uh, errant? Am I trying to convince this person to buy something? Am I trying to convince this person to believe in the future that we're creating in this organization as a leader? Yes. Um, Am I trying to inspire this person to go above and beyond um, and put in more effort? What am I trying to do and how will this story help me to do that? And, of course, go back to who they are and how to to craft that. Mm. So what behavior, what action, what um, attitude am I trying to change as a result of this and help? Use the story to help create the journey to, towards that ultimate goal of yours. Yes. And the final one, again, it might seem obvious, is be yourself. Mm. Be authentic. Yes. You know, don't tell stories that you might have heard great stories from other people and you might think, well, I can use that. Um, and that's fine as long as you acknowledge you know, where it came from. But tell your own stories, and that means at times being vulnerable. You know, I think, and this is true uh, in the, the tech groups that I run as much as it is in, in other aspects of uh, uh, business life that I've encountered, when people share their failure mm. and the mistakes they've made, it often provides a better story than all the successes. So be, people being able to admit, I made this mistake, don't you make it, Yeah. but here's what happened. And here's the consequences of it. And you can avoid it. Because they've had real life experience. Because they've that. had real life experiences and they're willing to share that with special people, and that being you or I, then it, it is a greater, um, it's a greater sense of um, connection and intimacy that can be created by sharing bad stories as well as good ones. Yeah. So be yourself. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I think Australians in particular and probably other cultures too, but Australians are known for you know, being able to smell if something's off. So you can tell if someone, you know, is telling you a story that might not be the actual facts. You you start to doubt it. But I think the whole point when you're being authentic, it's very hard to challenge someone who's speaking from the heart. Absolutely. And, you know, learning to speak from the heart is is actually about practicing, Ron. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, it's not something that we, we often put um, masks on. And it's often difficult, I think, for people to take that mask off when they're communicating with other people. Yep. And uh, oh, look, there's no question you have to consider what uh, the, the, the people that you're talking to and whether they're worthy of your trust. But yes. we talked about it before. Stories often increase that trust and credibility with other people. Yeah, 100%. So, so relate with being us. a little bit vulnerable, being a little bit open about these things increases the level of trust between individuals. Yeah, 100%. So I want to take this from a similar yet different angle because, of course, a lot of what we do at Nucleus is actually helping people grow their businesses and achieve their objectives and whatnot. And what I mean by this is that there might be a business objective where, I think you mentioned this earlier, where we go and work on a community change project or we work on a project where we're helping people stop gambling, where we want to educate people about how to wear a mask during COVID. So whatever the objective is... I just want to emphasize there's a different type of mask than I was talking about. Oh, yeah. I understand that. I was uh, specifically relating to our COVID climate and that we have to wear one of those masks to protect other people from us. Speaking moistly as Justin Trudeau, who said, did, did you see the Prime Minister from Canada say that? No, I didn't. No, no. Oh, you've got to look up that gaffe. If, if anyone's listening, look up uh, on Google, speaking moistly where Justin Trudeau came out of his residence to give a public address and he kind of got his words mixed up. It's, it's very funny. According to my wife, the only use of the word moist should be applied to cakes. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. it. Uh, that's <laughs> correct. But look, I, I want to talk about the importance of stories. It's massive because every business has got a story and every individual. So if you've got a personal brand, that personal brand tells a story. Think about social media. Think about what we do on LinkedIn. I mean, we could talk about Facebook where people portray themselves as having these happy, wonderful lives, you know, through taking photos and, you know, posting. They're having drinks, they're on the beach or they're doing things and with their friends and they're telling these, you know, wonderful kind of scenarios. Well, they're telling a story, it's just not necessarily an authentic one. <laughs> well, sometimes it is, you know. We build our own stories, right? And we project something, say, on LinkedIn we're essentially doing the same thing like you would do on Facebook, but because business people spend their time on LinkedIn, that's where we tell our stories about our businesses and so forth and how we want people to relate to us. But that's a whole nother subject. But my point is that stories help us to achieve our objectives. And so I want to focus on, let's say, selling, for example. So if we want to win a new client, there are some things that are important. So I'll give you three things that I think will help you. Now, a story, if we think about a movie or something similar, Movies have always got a certain number of characters. They've got a hero, a villain, someone who's a guide, like a sage, like maybe Yoda from Star Wars or whoever it might be, who's guiding the character, etc. And then there's romantic love interests and there's conspirators and there's all sorts of other characters, right? Who do you think, Ron, that the customer is interested in in those stories? Um, the hero. Of the hero? Because they're always the hero in their own stories. I mean, I'm, I'm the hero in my stories. Correct. Sometimes the villain, I have to admit, but... I must admit, when I was a kid, I was always dreaming of, you know, rescuing the beautiful woman on a big white horse and coming in and saving the day in some kind of way. But the point I want to make is that people are interested in their own story. They're not really interested in the story of Nucleus or the story behind whatever your business is. They're interested in their story and their business. So my first piece of advice is make the customer the center of the story. Now, they don't necessarily need to be the hero, but they certainly need to be able to relate to the hero. Because the customer has to see themselves in the story. Because if you don't see yourself in the story, why would you listen? Yeah? Uh, I mean, th that relates back to that whole, qu 
question or that whole um, piece of advice that I talked about is understand who you're talking to. Correct. And understand how the story you're going to tell will help them. Now, you know, you're relating it more to, to selling. I'm re- I might have related it more to influencing. Same thing, really. Because yep. we we're, we're all salespeople of our own ideas. Correct. And I want to make a point. That in telling and developing stories, there's not a lot of difference between an individual and a business because both have stories. And we call it the brand story, brand story for a business and brand story for a person. And when we're in a business, our individual story should relate to the bigger be a part of the bigger story of the business. So they should be aligned stories. And that's how we sell, etc. So when I meet people, what I've learned over the years is I used to talk way too much. And now I still talk a lot, but I've, I tend to ask more questions. So I very much try and get a good understanding of who that person is and the story that they have and how they fit in with that bigger business. So I ask a bunch of questions. And if they don't ask any questions back, I don't say anything. Well, here's the interesting thing. And I think it's true of communication in general, Mm. but storytelling in particular. The most effective organs that you'll use in telling a story are your Your ears. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it just happens to be that listening is probably the most underrated yet most important aspect of communication. Yep. Um, Because everything that comes out after you've collected your information should be contextualized by what you've heard. If you haven't heard anything... Well then, what do you you know? Whatever you're saying might fall completely on deaf ears. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that brings me to my next point. And you've already touched on this when you were talking about you know thinking about who you're talking to. But my next point, or my second point, is to build your story in a component style fashion. So what I mean by this is that if your story is based around components, you can fit it to the person you're talking to. So if I'm talking to someone who's from defence, let's say. I will tell my story in a way that relates to the defense industry, but the core of the story or the, you know, the focus of the story will still kind of be the same in that it'll be about my businesses and the services we provide and how we can help them and how we're going to make their lives easier. But I'll tell that story again in a way that relates to whatever the industry is I'm talking to. If it's defense or medical or law or whatever the industry is, I'll focus the story on being able to make it relatable to them. So when we're talking, or when I was talking about listening earlier, the reason I do this is to kind of pick the plot points of the story and work out what that person's challenge or point of conflict is, because everyone's got that point of conflict that they're, or that challenge that they're looking to solve, whether it's, you know, they've got a cybersecurity issue, or they've got a, a, a sales issue, or whether they've got a, you know, a, an expense issue where they're trying to reduce their bottom line, whatever it is. As long as you can listen to them and find out what it is, you can then fit your story and craft your story to make it relatable to that person. So that's why it's important to have your story based on components so that you can change it on the go. And look, you mentioned case studies earlier, and they're a beautiful thing. If you've got a number of case studies that you've got in the back of your mind from different industries, when you're telling that story, you can then demonstrate it by talking about this is what we did for this business who is similar to you and this is how we helped them solve their problem. And that then just demonstrates your capability, but it puts the person you're talking to right in the centre of that story. And I think that gets to the core of why storytelling is such a good technique is because it often it's difficult to give people an understanding of some concepts without giving them a story to wrap those concepts around. Yes, 
and and I know um, in in my um, my work with uh, uh, MBA students, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes trying to get across difficult concepts or concepts that just aren't necessarily um, easily relatable. Yes, a story, either from my experience or from other people's experience, really helps bring that aha moment. I understand that now, and I've you know used stories in my lecturing. And people have come up to me years later and said, you know, I don't remember anything that was in that court, but I do remember that story. Yeah, what a powerful point that is. I still remember when I was a kid, I used to go to this uh, horse riding camp at Strathalbyn called Wirraway, and each night they'd bring the campers together and tell them stories. Now, the stories were designed to influence us as young people to build, you know, good lives growing up. And I still remember those stories to this day, 30 years later, because they were exciting stories they were stories that fired up our imagination and and what a powerful thing that is i remember most of them word for word and that's a real challenge for us as business people who are telling brand stories and stories to help us you know win clients etc etc if we tell stories that people will remember and people can relate to they might come knocking on our door six months 12 months later when they have a certain challenge because they remember our story so how powerful is that anyway that brings me to my third and final point and that is, you know, I was talking earlier about there's certain characters in a story, like a hero, a villain, etc., etc. Now, I believe we really need to position ourselves as a guide in our customer's story because customers or the hero in the story, they're looking for a guide to help them develop, to help them overcome their challenges. And that's a really strong position for us to be in. You certainly don't want to be the villain like a company that happened to cut everyone's news services off recently. You mean a certain unnamed company? Yes, I do. A certain unnamed company. And now then they had to backtrack really quickly. And that's a different kind of story. It's called Spin, I think. Yes. (laughs) Another type of story altogether. Yeah, 100%. Now, as I was talking about, we really, you know, if you want to position yourself as the guide, everyone wants to develop. Everyone wants, you know, that extra bit of help to get themselves through. And And we spoke about mentors earlier, that mentors help people develop and they help people grow. And there's a lot of trust put in a mentor. So if we really want to win trust and, you know, build confidence with a client, then we need to be able to show them that we're the guide and that we're the guide in the story and that we've worked with other companies to, you know, guide them back to that case study story. You know, we we can say that, you know, we've helped X company that's similar to you achieve this, this and this. And we were able to help them by guiding them along this particular journey. You know, that then kind of adheres ourselves or, you know, um, builds a, a kind of rapport with us and that person because they want to see if they, we can really help them develop along the way. So I think it's really important that we, you know, build ourselves into stories in such a way that people see that we can guide them to overcome their challenges. So, you know, um, I think we should actually do an episode on how to build your story because it's obvious here there's elements that we're talking about, but you know what do you do with all those elements? Well, I, I, quite frankly, I think that's the, the uh, that's a a topic about good communication. Correct. Yeah, because a story is nothing more than a mechanism for communication. It just mm. happens to be so important because people relate to it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, it's a real privilege being part of a communications company like Nucleus and, you know, we do advertising and web and whatnot. But because the stories that we find, they're already locked up within the client or within the people within the business, et cetera. And we can come along and we get to ask questions to, to really get the jigsaw pieces of those stories on the table and then help them assemble them in such a way that, 
you know, makes sense to their clients or, you know, builds them <laughs> in a component style fashion. And it's a real privilege to be able to be able to do that with someone and help them develop their story to get cut through in the market. And that's what it's really all People about. People often right? take what they have for granted Yes, take someone from outside with a different perspective to see the, the gold that's sitting there within their own organisation. That's right. And it is gold and it's usually locked up inside of that company. And look, um, I think we've talked about a lot here, but I think it might be time to wrap up. Otherwise, we could be here for hours yet again. Anyway, I think um, we should probably thank our sponsors again. That is SA Business Builders and Nucleus. That is correct. And if you've enjoyed listening, please leave a comment. We've been getting a few people giving us feedback and we've been finding that very helpful. So please give us your feedback if you have any. And feel free to give us a rating on any of the channels that you listen to us on. We're always looking for good ratings. And we're looking for good ideas that you want to hear. 100%. So we've got a list of about 20 different episode topics at the moment now, which have come from other people who have been listening to us. And so if you've got topics you want us to speak about, please send them through. So it's good night from me. And it's good night from me, even though it's like 10.30 here in the morning. Anyway, Ron, we'll see you next time. See you next time, Brendan. Bye for now.